Hey there, my name's Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Men of Grace podcast. Our goal on this podcast is to encourage men to take responsibility for the people and the situations that God places in their life. Today, I'm with my friend John Thomas, and we're discussing what it looks like to build relational capital with the people in our life. So with that said, let's jump in and listen to our interview. Well, John, good morning. How are you doing today? Good, Chris. Appreciate you having me this morning. Yeah, man, I am too. It's a little early, but we've got some coffee and we've had a conversation already. It's been rewarding for me. I've enjoyed hearing some of your story. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your authentic manhood story? Um, just tell us a little bit about how you got here to Grace and that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, basically, I guess my, my authentic manhood story is uh, our move here to Greenville just a few years ago. So mm-hmm. 2016, I was working as a golf pro at a country club in um, Hendersonville, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville, and um, had uh, been working in the golf industry for quite a few years. Yeah. And was at a point where I was working, you know, 70 hours a week, mm. no time with the family, um, financially comfortable. Yeah. Um, but no, no family life whatsoever. Mm. Um, didn't really have any time with my kids. Yeah. Um, no time with the wife. My wife was basically a single mother just mm. because I was completely invested in my career. Yeah. And I got to a point where I just said, you know what, like, this is not worth it. Mm. Um, this is not where I need to be. And turned in about a, I guess, a month's notice to my job and started looking at Greenville, South Carolina for wow. work. Okay. My, my sister and her family are here. And um, we'd been here before and we'd lived in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. And um, had been down here some, loved this area. Wanted to be back closer to family, yeah. And so um, I I turned in my notice, quit my job, and started looking for work here in Greenville. Yeah. Not really sure what what was going to happen, but uh, in the meantime, when we got here to Greenville, and I was searching for work and trying to figure things out, we ended up at Grace. Okay. And um, and what campus are you guys at? So we're currently at the down. Uh, excuse me, we're at the Taylor's campus. We were downtown. Yeah. Um, we actually changed over closer to um, to where we live, out towards Pebble Creek. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, actually, we switched over. Okay, great. And so we connected because you had gone through. Uh, a leadership values, a men's roundtable study called leadership values. And I had been talking to Chaz and he mentioned that you had been through that study. How was that? Did you enjoy that? I did. I did. You know, I honestly, my, my brother-in-law reached out to me and was yeah. just like, Hey John, why don't we do this leadership values thing at Taylor's campus? And, uh, you know, I was thinking, ah, you know what, this would be some good time with my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, good community with the guys, not really expecting a whole lot out of it. Uh, yeah. Really just because, I'm looking at myself right now. I'm not in a position where I'm managing anybody at work. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, oh, I'll just be along for the ride on this one, just get some good social interaction. And as it turned out, I learned a lot more about leadership and that there's a lot of different areas that I'm leading currently and yeah. was completely unaware of it even. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I know there's multiple topics in leadership values, but what did you like best? What stood out to you? What challenged you the most in your thinking? Uh, you know... Well, obviously, right now, family is a, a big part of my life as yeah. we as we've come here to Greenville. That and how I'm old at, are your kids? My kids are thir- excuse me. My daughter just turned fourteen. Okay, and my son is about to turn eleven. Okay, so younger kids. Yep, yep. And um, you know, I haven't been around them a whole lot yeah. um, just because of work. Yeah. And so now I'm jumping back in, you know, for better or for worse, mm-hmm. and um, we're we're getting through it. My uh, my wife has been wonderful through this transition mm-hmm. as I'm now in a new career. 
Um, I am around now, which has been uh, challenging, and I've been around a lot during this whole coronavirus pandemic. Um, and so just, uh, kind of getting adjusted is now, you know, we're, we're a two parent household again. Yeah. And so, uh, just the challenges of working through that in our marriage and also with the kids and now we're able to spend time together and it's, it's been really, really good. Yeah. What are, what are some big insights that you've learned that challenged your thinking? You know, you think you, you work and you give yourself to work. And I mean, I'm with you, bro. I I struggle with that too. There's, and I think it's because we were made to work. We were made to cultivate cultivate the ground and to produce something. And so we get plugged into work and we get sidetracked a little bit and we forget that we're responsible for the people and the situations in our life. There's this one thing that we're feel like we're responsible. We just put our everything in it. So how did, how do you think through that study where was your thinking challenge? Was your heart, um, you know, moved, uh, towards your family? Yeah. So, I mean, through this study, I've realized a lot more about leadership than it just being people that you're managing at work. Okay. It's, um, you know, it can be up, it can be down, it can be sideways. And to explain that a little bit, I mean, you're a leader with your boss, mm-hmm. um, just in, you know, just the relational yeah. uh, communication that y'all have between yeah, each other. That's right. um, but also, too, as a parent, uh, specifically dealing with the kids and how you're raising them. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but just my relationship with my father and now me being a father. Um, but just, you know, realizing that leadership is a lot more than just work. Yeah. So what was the conviction? I mean, you go through leadership values. I know that we had talked a little bit about building relational capital earlier, but you know, where did you see that you were at fault? Well, I mean, it talks some about passivity and, I realized the lack of presence that I've had with my family yeah. and also even just in the people around me yeah. that I, I am making a difference yeah. and like it or not, I'm, I'm a leader yeah. and I, I'm either going to be a good leader or I'm going to be a bad leader yeah. and so realizing true. how, how God can use me and just the difference that I'm making in lives. Yeah. Yeah, well, one of the things, building relational capital is one of the topics in leadership values. And one of the big principles that I got from that topic in particular that Scott Mazingo talked about is that time spent is directly correlated to the trust we build. So, you know, thinking about passivity, thinking about self-reliance, you know, we're, you know, when we're not, when we're not, when we're not with our family, in this case, you know, because I'm with you, I've been, I've done, I've been down the same road, and sometimes I struggle with this. Sometimes, still, even that the time that I'm spending with them is lacking, and the trust is not being built. And so, so it sounds like you know, you you saw some of this. You you're able to put some of this in play. COVID has definitely been helpful because you're home maybe now, um, but in terms of um, the changes that you've seen. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit. Like, what are some of the changes uh, that you've seen in your life since making this decision to be present? Well, I mean, part of it is just giving up control Mm. or realizing that you have so little control as far as things going on in your lives. As much as I try and plan things, perfect things, make sure that everything is smooth. Yeah. There's always going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be things that we're not expecting. Yeah. And just going along with that, I've learned a lot of humility and yeah. just knowing that, hey, things aren't going to be perfect, but just make an effort and yeah. just think about, all right, how, how can God be using this or how potentially 
can, if I make a, a slight change here or a slight change there, um, you know, can it make a difference in the future? Yeah. And just even one little action, yeah. just the impact that that can have on people around you. Yeah. Speaking of that, I mean, during this change process, you're getting clarity. You're starting to realize, man, like, I mean, first of all, you made the decision to move here. You know, that was huge to leave your job because you know that you need to be involved more. Um, you know, were, were there any specific struggles or anything that you noticed about yourself during that change process with your family, with your wife, with your kids, you know, that came to present? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, as I, as I had not been around, um, it, it was challenging for me to jump back in with the family. Um, I I really hadn't been helping out around the house. I hadn't been doing things Mm -hmm. that my wife needed. Yeah, like and, what were some of those things? I mean, just just doing dishes yeah. or helping fold laundry yeah. or just you know vacuuming, dusting, just little things like that. That yeah. I I came home and I crashed because yeah. I was just done. I was spent, and also just even just having talks, having meaningful conversations mm-hmm. with my wife. Yeah, that that was non-existent. Wow. It was it was just go 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 crash go go go, and. Yeah. Um, same with the kids. Now, you know, I'm able to take my son to little league. I'm Mm. able to, you know, take the kids out to the driving range and hit some balls and just the little conversations. I mean, even this morning, my son getting up and coming out of his room this morning before I took him over to drop him off with some friends who were going to take him to school, but he's getting baptized on Sunday. And so Mm. I showed him this little video that they're going to show and just the, the smile on his face when he sees himself in this video, just those little moments. um, That's meaningful. Yeah. And that builds the kind of trust that I think Scott was talking about, that building relational capital that you're 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 gaining with your son that one day you'll be able to cash in when you've got to help him move, when you gotta help him think. I mean, that's the benefit that I have seen in being present in my home. Um and that is such a tension. I mean, do you think that like what do you feel like um how did God speak to you during that time? Because I know for me, uh there's that tension where you're like, I'm trying to get back involved, but, but I have not been involved. And so my wife either has got her hand on something and now I got to figure out, well, I need to, I need to, I'm a leader here. I'm leading this home. I'm responsible for these people. So now I got to, you know, take that or say this. And, and I've realized that I've made frustration, if that makes sense. I mean, is there, did God speak to you in any specific way or share with you anything that you learned about yourself or even him? during that time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think they've talked about it in a couple of different uh, authentic manhood studies as far as just jumping in and taking action without realizing like what you're doing, but just feeling like I got to do something Yeah, and it being just completely off. And I mean, completely off topic as far as what's, what you're doing and just having to step back and I mean, have a conversation with my wife and just saying, Whoa, I handled that completely wrong. I am so sorry. Yeah. Like that was that was unnecessary. And I'm I'm a single task type of guy. Mm-hmm. And so trusting what God. What does that I'm, mean? Uh you know, I'm I'm not a multitasker. Okay. I, I have a hard time doing more than one thing at, okay. at a time. And so trusting God on one side and then also taking action on the other and having those two things work together mm-hmm. rather than just one at a time, just yeah. trusting God and just kind of sitting back and letting him do and seeing what happens, mm. passivity. And then on the other side, just going ahead and taking action, but really not trusting God Yeah, and taking that action and just blindly hoping that it's going to work out and it may or may not. 
Whereas if you can combine the two somehow, which yeah. is a challenge, I think, for anybody, combining those, those two can turn out pretty good and let him really do what he wants to do. Yeah. You had mentioned before we hit the record button, you had a conversation with someone reached out to you um, and you were able to just, it, it was a light bulb moment for you. Could you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So there was a, uh, when I was a golf pro in Florence, South Carolina, um, I was, it was my first head pro job. Mm. I was goodness, I guess in my early thirties at mm. the time. And this kid was working for me as a cart boy, He's 16 years old, but randomly about a month ago, just, I have had no contact with this kid. He calls okay. me 10 years later. Wow. He's 26 years old now, um, struggling through college, trying to figure out kind of his path and was asking me about career advice, thinking about getting in the golf industry, which I'm pretty familiar with just because I was there for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, but he was, as we were talking, you know, we just, we got into a conversation of, he mentioned to me, I remembered you going to church and he was just like, and I was hoping that you could kind of help me shed some light on what direction I might potentially could go. Yeah. And that led to a conversation of where he was with his church now. Mm. And I don't think he was a believer at the time when he was yeah. a cart boy working for me, but he is now. Mm. And just to hear how God is using him, working with him as he's now in church and in a relationship and he's trying to figure out where he's going, um, you know, I had no idea that I had any kind of an impact on this kid. I was just doing my job yeah. at the time. And then this kid calls me out of nowhere and he's just like, man, I remembered you going to, he was watching me mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know that it meant anything the, you know, what I was doing at the time, yeah. but it made me realize people, people around you are noticing what's going on in your life. It, yeah. it does make a difference mm-hmm. whether you're aware of it or not. Mm. So as you think about that story and just the the capital, the relational capital that you're building now at home, um, you know what do you what do you want to challenge us? I mean, what's what's something that you're trying to do today that you're continuing to try to do uh, to build relational capital and to own some of the principles in that leadership value series? Yeah, so I've I've been really fortunate since I've really become a Christian that there have been men in my life who have helped me, mentored me, led me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's partly just being around golf, but I've always been around older men. Yeah, um, just because a lot of that, a lot of older men do play golf. Yeah, but I've ha- I've had wonderful mentors, mm-hmm. and so now I'm in an opportunity and just in a place where I can now lead other men. Yeah, and I can make an impact. And not just other men, but I can be present and lead my family Yes. or even, you know, just people at work, yeah. um, just through relationships and just realizing that, you know, those actions that I'm making every day do make a difference. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm learning now is that, Hey, I'm now in a place where I, I can, I can help people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just kind of taking a step back and just letting God do through yeah. you. Not really even taking the action yourself, but just kind of letting him work. Yeah, that's good. If there was a signature verse, if there was something you wanted to leave us with, um, is there anything that you would like to share with us? Yeah, so um, the prodigal son is one that's just, it's um, its me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was in college, 22 years old, um, recently diagnosed as bipolar, mm. um, you know, had completely gone off course with my life, um, drugs, alcohol, sex. Um, 
and it just hit bottom. Mm-hmm. I was living in a house with two other guys, um, having a hard time to even struggle to, to get out of bed and go through life each day. And I just, I hit bottom. And I remember staying up almost all the way through the night thinking, like, what can I do? What can I change? Like, I am miserable mm-hmm. and I can't keep living like this. Yeah. And so the next day I, I went home and um, went over to my parents' house, which was 20, 25 minutes away from where I was staying at the time, and was expecting to find my mom at home. And she wasn't home from work yet, mm-hmm. but my dad had stayed home sick that day. And I, I started crying when, I, when he answered the door. Yeah. And he and I cried together, prayed together, mm. and he helped me get plugged into a church there. Mm. And he and I prayed together, and he helped me get through that mm. and helped just lead me in a direction that I was able to find some purpose and get away from what all I was doing. Mm. And, I mean, it, it is absolutely the prodigal son. But in Luke 15, verse 21, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He he was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Mm. And so I look back on that. And I mean, that was a dark time for me. Yeah. But then, you know, my dad took me back Mm. and helped me through that. And I mean, my relationship with my parents now is fantastic. It's great. And... I look back to that and I think, man, like I want to have that relationship with my son, with my daughter, with my wife. And being in that dark place, Mm. I think of how I can help others. Mm. And that's, um, you know, that's what we're here for. That's right. It's about relationships. Yeah. 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 And I think just, you know, opening up our life, um, asking questions, you know, taking notes, planning proactively, you know, inviting people to be along with us. You know, like you said, just being home, just being present, you know, hey, can I help with the laundry? Can I do the dishes? Is there something I can do to help you? You know, just being there. I, my daughter, uh, she shared with me this week, uh, We were it was early morning, and she said, hey, when you're here, it's, it's a good thing. My 13-year-old daughter said that. Mm. And you think about the influence, and that's what leadership is. Leadership is influence. You think about the influence that we have in our home, and... Uh, and so that's a really great picture of what it looks like to to be responsible for the people and the situation that that God puts in our life, and um, and that dance of moving and depending and um, trusting God and taking action, and uh, you know it's a it's a beautiful picture. So I love that. Anything else you'd want to share as we land the plane here? No, absolutely. I mean, it's just, um, you know, and it's, it's the little things Mm -hmm. that we don't even expect. We don't even count on that God uses a lot of times it's when we're, we're not expecting things. We're kind of flying blind. Yeah. I mean, as, as a golfer, I think back to some of my best rounds were the ones where it just kind of happened. It wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to make a string of birdies, but I made some birdies just because it was just going through the motions. Mm. And sometimes it's just sitting back and not not having any kind of control whatsoever, but yeah. just making the best decisions that you can and 
God, God works. Yeah. He's real. Right. Yeah. And he shows up and he's ready to embrace us, uh, and celebrate with us. And uh, when we have fallen and we can come to him and that's a beautiful picture. So, well, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us today. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me along. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, I want to thank you for joining us. If you know a man that would benefit from hearing this episode, share it with him. Having intentional conversations around these principles is a great way to start a discipleship conversation and move towards Christ in the church. You can listen to all of our men's roundtable teachings, including leadership values, by checking out the links in the show notes or visit our men's page at gracechurchsc.org. And lastly, sign up for the new Authentic Manhood Study, which will be offered at every Grace Church campus the second week of April. You can find a campus registration near you in the show notes or email us at menofgrace at gracechurchsc.org and we'll get you connected. Thanks for joining us today and we look forward to joining you on the next episode.